This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Welcome back. We're here again, barely. I don't know how long I'm going to go on today. Sometimes I say that. And then I get warmed up and I start going and kind of push through anyway. I was in a, a vehicle accident this morning before it was even light out. I was rear-ended waiting at a red light. Woman ran into the, the back of my vehicle. So uh, I'm okay, but it definitely messed up my day a little bit, I can tell you that. Um, you know, there's definitely going to be, um, you know, some therapy and whatnot to in the coming days. So I'm recovering from COVID barely and finally, you know, feeling kind of back at it today for the first time in a while and boom, right. I hadn't even had a, a cup of coffee yet. And bam, crunch. You ever hear that car crunching sound? That startling feeling, the adrenaline rush, your legs get a little weak, right? You've been in an accident. It's tragic. <laughs> the whole story was tragic. It wouldn't be appropriate for me to get into here, or probably at all for that matter. But uh, anyway, it's got me, you know, in a little bit of a funk. That was part of Not in a funk. I actually feel okay. I just, uh, coming off of COVID and I get whacked in the back. What do you want me to tell you? Makes for a rough day. So anyway, you know me. I'm very dedicated to the podcast. And I hadn't announced any break or departure. And we've had a nice momentum going lately. And I thought to myself, self, (laughs) fire up the old microphone, even if we do two minutes, which we're over two minutes now. So there, that was my commitment to myself, two minutes. You're welcome. There you have it. The other thing that kind of set me off, though, I I don't know how many people are going to be familiar with this story, which is tragic in itself. True the Vote founders, Catherine Engelbrock, I think is how you say her name, and Greg Phillips, uh, arrested um, for allegedly stealing, uh, no, 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 that's not what they were arrested for. That was the company that they're investigating. Uh, They were arrested for not revealing sources, not complying with a subpoena, I believe. Now, uh, this lady, if you don't know her story, you guys know the True the Vote story? Everybody know that? She was a poll watcher down in Texas and was horrified by what she saw, started digging into it, created this organization, True the Vote. Just a really well-spoken woman, kind of timid, you know, all kind. You know, she just looks Texas, right? Christian woman. I don't really know how you say anything bad about her. I really don't. I and mean, I'm sure somebody somewhere figure out a way to do that. But she seems like one of these people that, to me, is the salt of the earth. Out of her group, I don't know if it is true the vote, Pittsburgh. I met these, these ladies working out there, going door to door, verifying who voted for who and what was in the records, and what they revealed. 
Catherine, uh, I'm told, was predicting this arrest, saying that she was warned by the FBI to back off. It's pretty bold, right? I find it just um, either anyway. Now you say, look, Chris, you know, she didn't comply with the judge's order. She was given. You know, it wasn't like they just, you know, ran in unannounced. That's not how this went down. The fact of the matter is, she didn't want to give up these sources, and the judge has other remedies in the case. He can sanction for legal fees. Um, I really don't even know the full extent of it. I just know that there are other options as opposed to to locking up uh, this, whatever, 40-year-old woman, tax-paying, hard-working, law-abiding citizen, wouldn't give up this this information and this investigation she's been running with, with, with privately raised contributions on her own effort, while the FBI has done apparently nothing that we could see to investigate what went on in the election. And they probably, w- I, I really don't even know. I don't know what to believe anymore. This Catherine, she's been right about what she said. She's the one that initiated 2,000 mules. They, she says that they're out to get her. I don't see how you can't conclude that this is not a political prisoner. Even if you don't agree with the merits of what she's done, and you agree with the judge's order, there's a lot to this story. The uh, uh, Epic Times link is in the show notes. You can check it out. You say whether you agree with her and, and all that, how do you then say that the judge would levy a sanction like this? There's been no crime committed. There's never been uh, any any allegation of that against her. And now begins this little game of uh, cat and mouse where every day she's going to sit there in jail. Her and uh, I don't know who this other guy is in terms of uh, their co-founders, I guess. I'm not going to go through these details. It's just, to me, it doesn't really matter. I mean, when you see you know, simple people like this going to jail for trying to investigate what's going on in the elections... How, how do you how do you uh, reconcile that? Even if you want to say she she's crazy, nuts. Uh, even if you want to say she's disruptive, isn't the, the idea of of uh, keeping election integrity important enough that people should care about it? I was hearing some of the stories coming off the front lines of this ballot watching that's going on and um, the hostilities. And so what's happening is you've got a volunteer core of people here watching these ballot drop boxes. Pretty amazing, really. Amazing what they have to report. And so far, it's kept it honest. Uh, There's going to be a lot of of oversight on the mail-in ballots as well. And um, 
one of the things I've said, the day after election, if this applies where you're at, if you got like mail-in voting situation like we have in Pennsylvania, people need to be screaming the day after election day, where is the total? Where's the count? Where's the count? Where's the count? Because every day it draws on and the energy dissipates. Republicans need to use that time to keep the pressure high. Through the roof high. Republicans need to be jumping up and down. Where's the count? That night, where's the count? No, where's the count? We should know. We should absolutely know. They can tell you, you know, out, out of out of 485 gazillion tickets, who won the Powerball and where they bought the ticket and what time. They can't tell you what the vote tally is until they figure it out. Even if you don't believe any of that conspiracy stuff. Even if you say, nah, there's not enough evidence or there's no evidence or I don't believe it or whatever. It reeks a uh, questionable election, does it not? Boxes on the ground that people are just going to come and dump a ballot in there. Now, there's ways to deal with that. I mean, they could be serialized and tracked like lottery tickets. And then it would be kind of at the voter's risk. But it shouldn't be. And this multi-day voting thing... You know, interestingly enough, do you know it's it's a uh, it's an argument that I made at one time. You know, I said, you know, it's hard for most working people uh, to vote on election day if you're not in a government union that you have off a built-in day off, or or you work for yourself maybe, or you're retired. It's the retirees and the uh, government workers that are the the huge voting demographics. That's who basically, you know, counts in the elections mainly. And so I said, why, why does that have to be on a Tuesday? You know, with one one day, you barely have a, you know, much of a, a chance to go make it over a weekend or a week. Now I know how flawed that way of thinking is. It's ridiculous. It just it brings the, the whole election into question. You, you really can't believe anything about it. And it really makes it impossible to be fair. Look at this Fetterman thing. The guy can't even talk straight. And people already voted for him. They didn't know that. And then the other thing that's going to come up sooner or later is you're going to have a candidate die. And then what happens to those votes? It's very confusing. Anyway, this true the vote story, the thing that bothered me most about it, if they can do it to her, they could do it to any of us, for God's sake. Like, where does this end? People trying to do what's right for their country, trying to do the best they can. So I'm not feeling well. I don't feel very optimistic about uh, where things are headed at all. Uh, Peter, I think, was saying that uh, home heating oil over $5 a gallon, for God's sake. Holy smokes. We're locked in at, at I think, three and a quarter. I don't know, three fifty maybe. Be getting on soon. I'll let you know. I think we're locked in for another. It's this season, and then we're going to be at the mercy of this. I look at the the total cost of that, and I know that there's 
A lot of people think they can't afford that. Crippling price increase. People are going to be seriously struggling in terms of heat. And I'm told that there may be supply problems with heating oil this year. Really concerning. I don't know. Um, We got a little firewood. Waiting on Pennsylvania. Why the United States Senate race may drag past election night. No, unacceptable. That's what needs to be uh, screamed right now. Absolutely not. We're not going to wait quietly. Why does this keep happening? Why can't we get a simple tally, a simple vote, simplify these systems so that it can happen? uh, Gavin Newsom has quietly constructed one of the biggest digital forces in politics. The governor has 6 million emails and 1.5 million phone numbers. Um, I don't think there's much value to that as you'd think. Certainly better than not, you know, that he can reach out and touch that many people. But I get so bombarded with the um, with the political texts and the emails, frankly. I just it's all spam spam labeled at this point. None of it's getting through to me. I don't want to hear it. This is some uh, sad news. You might some more sad news for a sad day. The Wall Street Journal: Twenty richest tech billionaires have lost nearly half a trillion dollars this year. Heartbreaking, really. I wonder if they're going to have trouble paying for oil this winter. You know, that kind of loss. I guess it's going to cut back on the tax bill, maybe. Wait till that comes. I'm sure you heard this uh, Biden out uh, pounding his fist that the oil companies are, uh, are, uh, what do you call it, Uh, scamming people, price gouging. Really? So their profits have doubled. And uh, hasn't the price doubled? So the margin didn't change. So how does that mean that they're gouging anybody if the margin's no different? And, and if you look at these oil company uh, profits over a period of time, it has not been a, a great time for them. So, you know, I wonder what does Biden mean, you know, misusing its profits. So Biden says Shell is misusing its pro- profits by not cutting gas prices or donating a little money to the Democrat Party. I'm sure that would get Biden convinced about it. But how about Biden misusing the uh, strategic oil reserve? That's not an issue. Here, we're going into winter. They're questioning whether or not there's going to be oil. Well, that's why it's good that I released oil from the strategic oil reserve. Yeah, not in June. I don't know. How much of it got sent overseas and why? Why are we, why are we shipping oil from the Middle East to here and then from here to Europe? And None of this is making any sense to me. Doesn't make one bit of sense at all. Does it make any sense to you? All I know is it's going to cost a heck of a lot more to heat your home. At what point does it become unsustainable? I saw an, an article. I didn't put it in here. Oh, we've made a, a huge. The Ukraine war has helped move the needle on 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 green technology, and uh, now forecasts. Uh, are much better. There's still much to do. I kid you not, the way they play people. So you're going to move on from the 
from climate change. Well, they're running out of money. There's a serious uh, economic, I don't know what you'd say, turmoil building. I'm not going to talk about it because I, I, I've thought that the dollar in our economy was done in 2006, quite frankly. But somehow it's been petering on, peters on. These uh, people attacking these oil paintings, just stop oil. You heard about this? Um, let me tell you what's happening. Uh, whether you've heard of them or not, uh, they've made quite a name for themselves. Great article here. You can read about it. And this is a, a fantastic way for these uh, organizations to get free press. This is exactly what I've been trying to tell you, that they go out, they get some logos, they get a little bit of stuff going, maybe a little online presence, get a little social media following, and then they go out and, and they do something crazy. So they tell you about the dog signs here. I've told this story before. There's all these missing dog signs all over the place down here. All look the same. They're handmade. It's like this photocopied, you know, printer, ink, print, inkjet printer photo of this dog. Handwritten in marker, missing dog. Do not approach. Call this number. Yeah. And I got a bridge to sell you. Just like Biden is concerned about Shell's profits as he's counting all his money, right? So they, they hang all these signs, put the phone number up. Well, here's where the real gain is. It hasn't happened now. But what's happened in the past is people complain about the signs that people in the in the towns in the township go out and they call these people and say, you're going to get fined if you keep putting these signs around. And then they go to the media. Oh, oh, they're out to get us. They hate dogs. Next thing you know, we're funding a $300,000 dog park in our town. I kid you not. So, you know, just stop oil, Black Lives Matter, whatever the latest craze is, whatever it is, to bring in that money. What are the chances that Amazon and Facebook and all these other big companies will be giving to just stop oil if they haven't already? Right? Hey, Facebook, they'll sabotage them too. Give us a million bucks or we're going to go glue ourselves to your front door. Perfect. You know what that would do for their publicity? Like printing money. Unbelievable. Can't get get money where we need it, but just stop oil. Staple their face to a Van Gogh painting, and all of a sudden people are opening their wallets up. Um, Putin was speaking again, and there's a great write-up here. You can check it out. I'm going to get out of here early, as I promised. I'm just tired. You know, you can probably hear it, I'm sure. Um Putin says nobody can sit out the coming storm. There's going to be a big transition. And uh, I, I get nervous about the dollar. It's a very fragile thing. It's like a, a, a giant Jenga game. You know, you start pulling pieces out of there. And the whole thing just comes crumbling down. And this fiat money system has relied on this worldwide growth to keep sustaining this insatiable appetite to just keep printing more money, more money. And ironically, Joe Biden will blame, blame Shell and, and this group will blame oil. Um, and, um, you know, we're supposed to feel sorry for the billionaires that have lost all this money. And um, the reality is just I think the whole house of cards is really on shaky footing right now. I don't know really what you point to as being positive. 
We've got so many uh, mini crises developing. You know, this polio thing in New York, they're just jumping all over. Why? It's like two cases, same thing. Why? Because of, of you know, what it um, makes available. I, I, I don't know. But I believe that there is a, a potential threat, and I think it's from the immigration. Plenty of examples in history where you know, flooding in populations of any organism, pretty much any environment, uh, hasn't at times at least led to catastrophic consequences. It's not racist. It's stinking science. How about that little zinger? With that, I'm going to get out of here. Hey, God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. It's looking a little shaky. I got a long day. Uh, If I don't make it, I'll be back before the end of the week. Don't get upset. We're going to stay together. Podcast is going to be around a long time, God willing. I hope to see you back tomorrow. Make it a great day.